We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014, period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. We are fucking back, and I just want to start out this podcast with Ding Dong, the motherfucking Wicked Witch of the West is dead. Um, love that shit. Diane Feinstein, she uh, left this world today when we're recording. What is it? The 29th of September? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is she, 90? 90 years old? She was 90, dude. 90 That's fucking pretty- years old. She looked like the Tales of the Crypt fucking... Uh, show host. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that shit from your cartoon days, but that's what she looked like. Um, so it wasn't wasn't it? It was past due. She looked like it was expected, very expected. Yeah. I she definitely expired. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, she was already like she gave over power attorney for all of her personal matters to her to her she daughter. Knew it was like it. She basically a video came out where she was in Congress, like doing a vote on something. I forgot what it was. And there's clearly someone telling her vote nay or vote yay or yeah. whatever it was. And it was like, all right, dude, are we serious? Are we serious? She's still going along. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what it's probably going to be crazy because there's probably going to be a lot more. I think I mean, obviously, they're all Biden, Mitch McConnell, even Donald Trump um nancy pelosi like they're all up there nancy pelosi announced that she's running for a re-election dude i know like it's kind of crazy and who we we talked about it on the last episode who or the utah guy fucking who is who is the dude in utah oh was like uh, i'm not running uh mitt mitt romney mitt romney yeah i mean even he said it he was like you know we're getting older we need some more new people in there why my thing is, is like why are you still doing it who wants to work that long? I don't want to work now. <laughs> yeah, for you real. know, like I don't want to work now. Why? Why still be in charge? And it's like my my idea is they're protecting shit so it doesn't get ever let out. You know, like they're they're hoping they can hold on to the last possible moment so shit doesn't get out. Or it's a really easy fucking job, and they get paid a shit ton of money to do it. I think it's very lucrative, like not even, not even like the, well, one, also you get kind of like the spotlight. People come to you for like, what's, what do you do for this crisis? How do you feel? Like Mitt Romney was getting a lot of fucking camera time just because he was like the anti-Trump Republican and yeah, he he would, they would get him on TV all the time. Yeah, but he decided to retire. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty crazy that. There, I, I'm not. I don't even know if this would help, but 
it just seems like now maybe because i'm biased but there might need to be like an age limit to yeah where you know i was i was just thinking power. about that i was just thinking about that right when we were talking about it and i was like you know i don't want to do that because good ideas can come from anywhere you know you know good sure, ideas yeah. can come from somebody of any age but it's like I mean, I don't see, I don't care what age people are in the Congress right now. And that there's almost zero good ideas coming out of that fucking place. So, uh, yeah. I mean, what if we just limit it? But I wonder, has this, do you, I haven't paid attention to congressional people um, in prior generations. Is this the first time where we're getting an overhaul or have these people been in power for like a while like these people had to have been like a lot of them have been in power. Biden has been has been in the Congress since what the eighties at least. I think the seventies. So like seventies, yeah. So like it's been fucking fifty years for some of these people that they've been doing this. Like, like mm -hmm. is was it before that was the Congress this you know steadfast in staying congressional members like. Or is this the first time where we're going to have like a mass die off at one point? Like they're, they're all going to pass away or they're all going to be forced into retirement. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but I feel like there is like, they have been holding on a lot longer than most people have held on before. Now I'm sure there's ones and twos that have held on for a long time, but probably not as long just because the, you know, re like medical, advancements probably help these people and yeah. they have like probably the best access to healthcare in the world i'm assuming and i don't know it's just something something weird about like it's weird that they, these people are like the ones that lead they're like the ones that lead the congress lead the house they lead the the, the white house and they're still stuck in their like 70s 80s 90s like mindset like they were probably at the top of their game like you know yeah. they were most respected they were the top of the game like, especially after like when the soviet union collapsed and they basically got a blank check to do whatever they wanted around the world any little military mission that they wanted to do they could do um there was no one that's going to put them in check um no one really to stop them the only the last president to like buck the system was like Nixon maybe. And they shut him down. They shut him down for, it's kind of weird. If you look at Nixon, he was like the populist candidate. I mean, he got like 49 states of the electoral college. Like he was the a man of the people. And that election that he won all those states was also the same for his presidency was the presidency that he got impeached and thrown out of office. So it's like very interesting that the, the American people's favorite candidate, the system fucking, yeah. you know, they put him down, got him out of there. <laughs> they put him down. Dude, there's, so I, I pulled up a list and it's like, uh, total tenure, like longer sitting congressman. And the first one is 51 years. Democrat, West Virginia, Robert Byrd. He was from, his lifespan was from 1970, 1917 till 2010. Wow. I bet he served up until he died. He served from 1959 till 2010. Oh my God, dude. The second, second longest, 
49 years, 349 days, so just shy of 50 years. Daniel Inoue, Democrat, Hawaii. He was born in 1924, served, or, and then died in 2012, served from 1963 to 2012. Dude, that's what we um, get now. They're like lifelong yep. elected officials, basically. It's so yep. crazy. We got 48 years, Patrick Leahy, Lehigh, Democrat, Vermont. January 3rd, 1975 to 2023. He's still alive. He just retired this year. We got 47 years, 159 days. Strom Thurmond, Democrat and Republican, South Carolina. I don't know how that works, but he was born in 1902 and served until 2003. He was 101 years old when he died. Wow, dude. And his term of service was 1954 to 1956 as a Democrat, and then 1956 to 2003 as a Republican. Oh, my God. Then we got 46 years, 292 days. Ted Kennedy, Democrat, Massachusetts. Uh, Born in 1939, 1932, died in 2009 november 1962 to august of 2009 is when he served and this one this one's crazy 42 years 269 days chuck grassley republican iowa was born in 1933 he started his term he's still alive started his term in january 3rd 1981 and he's still serving currently today Born wow. in 1933. Fucking wild. There's a lot of Democrats on this list. A lot of Democrats. Way more yeah. Democrats than Republicans. Mm. Interesting. And that's that was just uh that was just in that was just fucking what? Um not the house. That was the Senate. So the House, 59 years, 53 years, 52 years, 50 years, 49 years, 49, 48, 48, 47. Um, and a lot of these people, it looks like they died. 2019, 95, 2019, 81, 81. There's, du- there's two dudes. So actually two guys, 1883 to 1981, 1888 to 1981. That was their born and death dates. They served from 1940, 1914 to 1965. That seems like that's a long time, but dude didn't die until 20 years later. And then the other one, fucking uh, 1923 to 1973, long ass time, but dude didn't die until 10 years later. You know? Yeah. Probably saved their lives. Both Democrats, one Georgia, one New York. Carl Vinson, Emmanuel Seller. Born in 1883 and 1888. That's wild. That's wild. Dude from Texas, Democrat, 1882 to 1961. Died in 1961. And stopped serving in 1961. 48 years, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. He's like, I'm done with this world. They get to share our fucking bathrooms. 
<laughs> oh, just imagine him talking him talking about illegal immigration right now, dude. <laughs> no, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. What's this guy's name? What's this guy's name? Sam Rayburn. Oh man, he sounds like he owns a ranch. What 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 did what state's he from? Texas. Yeah, dude, he's not. He's not a big fan. <laughs> he wasn't a big a fan. fan. He's like, I'm done with this world. Let's see, when was he born? 1882. Yeah, dude, that guy. 1882 yeah, to 1961. It was time for him to go. It was time. Dude, for him his dad. There's a very strong possibility he had families in the in the Civil War. Like, it's very oh, yeah. strong possibility yeah, yeah, that yeah. his family yeah, yeah, served, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because the Civil War, or the, yeah, the Civil War was fucking what? 61 to 65. 61? Yeah, I was going to say 60. Oh, yeah, his dad definitely served in the Civil War. His dad definitely served. <laughs> <laughs> and when he saw what was on the list for, uh, you know, House Minutes uh, in the 60s, he was like, um, might be time I'm for out. me to die. I'm out. This, we've lost this country. <laughs> 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 Sam Rayburn. Let's see. Let's see what his dad did. Dad. Sam Rayburn. Early life. Rayburn was born in Roan County, Tennessee. January 6, 1882. Son of Martha Clementine and William Marion Rayburn. A former Confederate cavalryman. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Let's go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest call of the century easiest call of the century right there That's dude we're yeah, but just think about that he he stopped serving his time in 1961 right 1961 this is where like like have you ever seen the guy that there, there's like a couple guys on tiktok they're like historical events that happened at the same time that'll blow your mind and it's like uh, you know, they do like three different events and, and they're all within 10 years of each other. It's like, uh, the fax machine was created in 1882 or something like that, or 1865 or something like that. Ninjas were, uh, there was no more samurai or ninjas. Uh, like the last ones died off in like 1881. Yeah. I saw that movie. But Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. But so there, there's that. But it, it's like, so there was a there was a 10-year window where ninjas could have sent Abraham Lincoln a fax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, mind-blowing, you know? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Wait, it's like, what? Wow. Like, those things, like, don't correlate in your head. You're like, when the, when the fuck was a fax machine made? You know, like it, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. And then that ninjas and Abraham Lincoln were around at the same time. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So it was like those three things all at once. But uh, that's how I like, could you like this guy, right? This guy, Mr. Rayburn, you know, dad was a Confederate cavalryman. Yeah. And this guy served a term limit as a United States House of Representative member. For 40-something years, and his last year was in 1961, which the Civil Rights Act was voted on in what? I think it was 63. 62? 63? But he might have, he definitely, well, it depends when he died, but he most likely saw JFK get shot. 64. Oh, 64. 64. 
Yeah, so like his dad fought in the Civil War, and then three years after he died, the Civil Rights Act was passed, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like these people, like I don't know. I we were we were talking about it before. It's like should there be uh, an age limit or not? Man, when you hear shit like that, it feels like there should be. It feels yeah. like there should be. Like it should yeah. be like you know. You can serve well, from the time that you're uh, 35 to like the time that you're. Was, was it you that told me? So, I don't remember who told 65. me. But there, there's that Joe Biden's birthday, like the day he yeah. was born, is closer to Abraham Lincoln's inauguration than it is to his own inauguration, which is like, what? What? Yep. That's insane, dude. <laughs> like he was born in like 19. 19- Oh, like 40s, I believe. 1940-something. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was elected president March 4th, 1861. And Biden was born November 20th, 1942. Biden didn't get elected yeah. president until, until 19, he was- 2020. And he was like 87 or eight, yeah, 87 or 86. And it's only like 82 years back is uh, from his birthday. Yes. Yeah. Like it's Abraham close. Lincoln's- it's, yeah, yeah, it's close, but it's closer. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. And that like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't. And he's the leader know. of the free world. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. And I, there is something to that. I think that's why, um, like, uh like a young like i think that's why obama had so much enthusiasm because he was yeah. like uh he represented like the younger generation and he was he so far he's the only gen uh ex um president we've ever had and possibly might be the only the only one we'll ever have uh which is kind of weird and is he even gen though, x i don't know if he's gen x he's still a boomer no, he's Gen X. He's dude. He's pretty young. He's only in his fifties now. I think he was like forty. Sixty-two years old. Oh, okay, so he was uh early late forties when he was elected prez. That's kind of crazy. He's like forty-nine or forty-eight. I'm guessing. Let's see, is that is that Gen X? What's Gen X? Gen uh, X years. Well, sixty-five he's... to eighty is boomer oh birthdays birthdays okay i thought i was thinking age 61 so he's a boomer oh interesting interesting you know gen xer well he's pretty close but but (laughs) but i don't know he's uh but he did bring a lot of the injury i think that's the same thing as that uh vivek guy he's like 39 which would probably be the youngest He's youngest young, president young. ever or something like that. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Actually, probably like the founding of this country, we have had some young ass presidents, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, most of them were in there. They weren't young guys either. Youngest know, president like, ever is JFK. Oh, okay. I I was just guessing that. I know Hamilton. I know he wasn't president, but he was like 20. Oh, actually, three. Roosevelt. Roosevelt was Theodore Roosevelt was 42. Okay. Oh, I after McKinley that. was after McKinley was killed, that's how he became president. Um, after McKinley was killed, Roosevelt was forty-two, but, but the youngest elected president was John F. Kennedy at forty-three. 
Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there is, but there is some sort of like, you know, the new ideas, fresh ideas. And I think there is something to that. Cause I do think that older people kind of, and I think this will happen to us. I think this will happen. I think this happens to everyone that you kind of just get stuck in your ways and you're not going to yeah. think you don't really adapt or evolve. You I'm kinda... already stuck in my ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like new ideas come out and we kind of like, we kind of like, oh, wow, like we should, you know, explore this option or talk about this stuff. And, you know, but when we're older, like, you know, we'll talk about Bitcoin now, but when we're older, like who knows what the kids will be talking about. And we'll be like, what are you fucking kids talking about? Like, what the hopefully fuck? they're fucking talking about Bitcoin because if not, we <laughs> lost typo. If not, we lost and, and hopefully we're living talking- in a hellscape. They just call it sats, dude. And why yeah, we dude. <laughs> they're like all of our parents' generation sucked up all the Bitcoin. All we get is fucking sats. We'll never be able to have a Bitcoin. Like it's the exact same. It's the exact same shit. Concentrated <laughs> wealth. It's just we're the ones with the wealth. Yeah, dude. That yeah. would be awesome. I'm cool with that. Cool with yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Fuck you. I'm kids. never my kids I'm are never, gonna survive. Yeah, I, I'm never letting go either. Like, you should pass Mm-mm. on to the next generation. Like, no, dude, to the day I die, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing it the last fucking year I'm alive, dude. Like, <laughs> hookers and cocaine. Dude, actually, that was something I just saw. Mick Jagger said that. He's got like $500 million to his name and said that he's not going to give a dime to his children, which I thought was well, crazy. He's probably got- Probably got shitty kids, and they're shitty kids because he was a shitty father. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, yeah, but I think he's got a lot of kids, and like one of them, not one of them, is good enough to carry on and like turn maybe turn five million and five hundred million to like five hundred billion, dude. I don't know. Like, you have you're just gonna give it up to the gov, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think that's I think that's part of like that uh that generation of people too. Like, there's a weird. Like, you know how, I don't know, you and I aren't quite like this, but um, it's kind of been a resurgence of like, especially in the manosphere shit where like your name means something and your your legacy sure, means yeah. something and shit like that. Well, in that generation, like that, those people that were like adults in the late 60s, like early 60s to late 60s and 70s, like that whole generation where you're coming to adulthood then, you're in their 20s to the early 30s. Like they didn't, I, from what I understand, a lot of them, you know, that was the hippie generation, right? Like that's what, uh, yeah, that's how we were, think hippies, about it. Dude. A lot yeah. of hippies and even the artists and stuff like that, their legacy wasn't their families. Like we, we see that in the documentaries we get now on Netflix. Like it wasn't about <laughs> their families at all. It was about how many, how many shows they could do, how much drugs they could do, how much alcohol they could do. And it's like, I get both sides of it, you know, kind of like there's, there's a part of me that was always like, what can I do in this lifetime? But I mean, now, especially the more I've gotten older, I guess, uh, the more I've thought like, no, what is my legacy, my legacy going to be for like my family, like for the people that I get to pass this on to, how can I make it better for them if I ever do that? And if not, it's like, I got younger brothers and sisters that I could pass that legacy on. And I know they're going to have kids. So it's like, even their kids are like my fucking kids. I'm the oldest one out of all of them. So it's like, what's that legacy going to do for them? Mm -hmm. And they just don't like that generation though, that Mick Jagger generation, that area, like that just, 
it doesn't seem like that was a thing. Like there's definitely people that did do that. You know, you look at a lot of the South and a lot of the guys that, you know, a lot of the Republican leading states, it was probably still like that. They had that traditional sense of values, but the overwhelming culture at the time didn't seem like that mattered. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that even like kind of bleeds into today. Like, I yes, think that absolutely, <laughs> I think it's like almost maybe even worse. I, I I don't know if it's worse, but I would, I would, I'm just going to guess maybe it's a little worse because I think that especially the younger generation, especially when we sort of like, I mean, this is how we were in our early twenties, dude. Like we were like, I'm not worried about tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not worried about my future. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, I no, nothing. And I like think that that's healthy. Matters. Yeah. I think that's healthy, but if you never get out of it, like that's where the yeah. problem is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a little bit of that, like, uh, you know, live free, rebellious. And I think it might be better to go through that at like late teenager, early twenties of your life. I think that's kind of good, you know, go see the world. That's what you kind of, that's what, I think that's what a lot of people want. Like they've, they want to go see something new, go, 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 go take, take on a new adventure, whatever that may be. Um, travel yeah. the world there's like i hear a lot of people talk about i just want to travel the world and not worry about anything else and i think that's there's a lot to that that's what but, i want to do now <laughs> right and i think there's a lot to that but uh i just think that um you know no like and in the end of the day like I, I, at the end i think as you get older and your like friends get old and your family gets old like it's nice to you'd want to have other people that you whatever you accumulate in your life you can pass down to and pass your values on to and like i think that's why as people get older like the idea of having children becomes like more of a realistic thing it's like five years ago you're like i never doing that you know <laughs> you know like i'm never yeah. doing that and then you get older and you're like hmm maybe i do want to do that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, that's, I guess that's what you're seeing a lot culturally. And like, I mean, I see the videos all the time. If you look on TikTok, it's like some grown ass woman crying on TikTok because yeah. they're like, I don't have anything. Nobody wants to date me. Da 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 da. And it, that's crazy. Like, I mean, the realization when you come to that, where it's like, all right, you wanted this career your entire life because, you know, a lot of people in your life have told you, like, that's how you're successful and that's what your legacy is gonna be but yeah. they don't tell you that the other side that like yo there's first it's gonna be harder for you to have kids and second it's like yeah. there's not gonna be as many guys that are gonna want to marry you afterwards like and it's not yeah. because you're like this strong bold-headed woman like that's part of it but it's because like if they're looking to have a family they there's not gonna be a lot of guys that are at that age that have similar values as you because they're the same age as you that are going to want to have kids. They probably already had kids and are looking at their second marriage or, yeah, you know, or just, you know, fucking around because they're 38, 39, 40, 45. And they're like, I don't want a newborn. Yeah. I don't want, yeah, it, I don't want to be 50 when they're five years old. Like, yeah, I think that that's one thing that it's, that really sucks for women. That's like one thing that yeah. really sucks for women. It's like they they have a very short amount of time to like figure out their career path and family. Like they basically have until they're like 18 to roughly 35 to like figure out like, okay, you need yeah. to figure out your career and your family before then. Cause after 35, it gets it's just hard. I mean it's not I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's a lot no. harder. 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't want it. Yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't want it or anything. Like, it's just like, yo, that's just the, like, that's just the way our bodies are made, bro. Like I know guys can be potent until 80. It's unfair, but blame, take that up with the big guy, man. That's not, that's not my fault. Yeah. And like, and your point too, is like, you know, like when you're a young dude, uh, you have no value. Like most of the time you have to like nothing at all. Like, like no, like it's, it's weird going through it. Like, there's a reason why when you're, you're a janitor, school, you're the janitor yeah. of you're, you're yeah. the janitor of everything. Yeah, when you're a freshman in high school, there's a reason why all the girls in your class are dating like seniors and juniors. They're not dating. Maybe a few of your friends are dating like other freshmen. Maybe, maybe, but most of the time, all the girls in your class are dating like older dudes. And they maybe dating much- like your friends that are freshmen, but they're fucking dudes that are juniors and seniors. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's pretty much how it is, dude. Like when you're, when you're like eighteen, nineteen, and, you, and you're a dude, like it probably kind of sucks a lot of times because there's no, like you, you have nothing. You don't have really have an education. You probably don't have that good of a career yet, and so it's kind of lonely. And you just see like all these like later twenty year old dudes, like twenty eight, twenty nine year old dudes dating like twenty and twenty one year olds, and you're like, dude, these fucking like weirdo. Like, why is that a thing? Like, how is that? Like, why is it harder? for me to get a girlfriend and then but then as you're a dude and you get older all of a sudden you know you get a little bit of like credit you have experience you have uh, maybe more of a, a profound career you get a degree whatever it is and all of a sudden girls are looking at you a little bit different like all of a sudden you're older and girls are like oh wow this is actually like a dude that is not just a child like i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but no i like, i think you're dudes you're right and girls it's like go through different men- like like phases in their life where like people want to date them is what i mean yeah well it's like like a lot of the uh, one thing that i do agree with a lot about with the manosphere shit is and most of the time i think they're fucking retards and they're speaking out their ass and they sound just yeah. as bitchy as the feminists like to be honest like they sound yeah, a lot of times just as bitchy as the feminists i can't stand them but where men have to create their value like you have to like you don't have an option you're not going to get saved. Not some woman's not going to pull you up from, you know, nothing to be her housewife. Like for the most part, that shit does not happen. Most women yeah. want a guy that is more successful than them. And if they're a very successful woman, good on them, but their pool to pull from because they want somebody that's as successful or more successful is a lot smaller. Like I love the, I love that there's, there's whole websites now that it's like, um, you can see like a dating calculator where it's like people yeah. in your <laughs> yeah. parameters. I love that that's a thing now because <laughs> when these people here, but the worst part is, is like when it gets pulled out, like it, on some of these shows or something like that, it's, you know, women that have no, like, it just seems like they have no idea what those numbers mean. Like they, like, you know what I mean? They're like, all right, I want a man between the ages of 28 and 40 um sure some of them will be like they have a racial preference or they don't have a racial preference obviously non-racial preferences uh, opens up the pool so let's say they have no racial preference but they have to be making you know a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year or two hundred thousand dollars a year yeah and they have to be over six foot tall or yeah, even if you go down to yeah. five foot ten, they find like even if you, I swear they find like the dumbest. Women, if you go dude, over, they to, find the dumbest. I swear women. to God, dude, because when when you put six foot tall, that's like it's like two percent of the population is six foot tall like in, in <laughs> yeah. America. 
like is over, yeah. is six foot tall and over. And then you want 150 K like, even if you do a hundred K, if you do a hundred K and over and six foot tall, just those two things, it's less than 1% of the population. It's less than 1% of the population yeah. and all like, yeah. And these girls are 21, but they don't understand what less than 1% of the population means. Like they, like when they say it, they're like, oh, okay. So like, and it's like, bro, like, do you realize that's like, what? 1% of 300 is like yeah. 390,000 people or something like yeah. that. Like, and, like and that's I think, not a lot of fucking people. And then if you say married or unmarried, it gets even smaller. <laughs> like, yeah, if, yeah, if you're yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want an unmarried man. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that, that reduces <laughs> it by like, like 75%. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you guys, and they're just like, oh, okay. So you, so I have a point zero. So you, they're, they're fucking, what's his name from Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, and I think like, well, I think it's kind of, and they like, there's a the lot of, guys. there's a lot of things that the like manosphere red, red guy, red pill stuff that they talk about. That's like they're taking like actual truths, and they're when they talk about these truths, like they're pretty spot on. They talk about a lot of these truths. It's just a lot of their solutions to the problem are insane, and that's they're garbage. Th- their 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 criticism of the the dating or dating world they're, in America is Marx. spot on. <laughs> is they're Karl Marx? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, there's a lot of things, and don't get me wrong, when people start, like, this is what makes people very popular. When you start pointing a, a uh, critiques of a system, political system, um, a society, whatever oh, it is, yeah. and you're and you're spot on about those criticisms, people will listen to you because that, that I mean, you're, you, you're saying something that they didn't put together in their own head before. And that's like very valuable. I think that's valuable that they did that. I think their solutions to the problem are kind of crazy or insane. Uh, I don't yeah, really get a vasectomy at 20. Yeah, yeah get I don't the fuck yeah. out of here. You dumb think, fucking yeah. bitch. I think that's so crazy. I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it's crazy. But but when they start like one thing they talk about, like, like now we're in the age of social media. And this is one thing they pointed out that I well, I found when I, when we were living in uh, Arizona and we were on mill. I heard this a lot where girls would brag about like getting DMs from like rich guys about like popular sports. Um, yeah. Uh, rich people, whatever. And. I would always be like, I'd be like, damn, dude, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. But I never thought about it the way that they explained it. And that they explain it is like, there's a big difference when a guy is DMing you for a lifelong relationship. And when a guy oh, is yeah, DMing yeah. you for one night. To get, yeah, and to get up. they, they call this hoflation, uh, which is a little <laughs> bit rude, I think, but it might, whatever. Hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, Hilarious. and love it. <laughs> so they call it hoflation, and and I think this is very true. I think this a lot of girls nowadays. A lot of girls you talk to them, they'll talk about like, uh, you know, I've been with uh, a football player or a baseball player or uh, a rich like this guy lived in a mansion. He worked for this company, whatever, and yeah. they take that as a brag I and maybe these that guys. Yes, and I think that's like I can get these guys, but it's like I'm sorry, but. As a dude, I'm telling you that if guy only wants you for sex, that's about all he wants. If he wanted anything more than that, he would treat you a lot differently. And yeah. I don't think a lot of girls, I think, I don't know if they're naive. I, I'm not really exactly sure, but I think a lot of girls fall for that. And then they, so they think they're, they, they think that they are more appealing into the marketplace when I just, they, they are sexually appealing. That is correct. But they are not appealing as in a lifelong partnership as a a wife, and that you know is you know the craziest thing I think yeah you know the craziest thing is like this whole 
idea of like the feminist movement and how it was like we want to be we want to stop being treated as sex objects you know like that was like a mm-hmm. big thing and like a lot of the new age feminist movement like not so much the the older stuff but a lot of the new age stuff is like we we don't want to be treated as sex objects and it's like that's yep. understandable if you're walking yeah. to work and you're just in your regular business attire or whatever sure. and you're getting yeah. cat called by people i can understand i absolutely understand how fucking annoying that is or if you're out with your girlfriends on a friday night at a couple bars and there's a dude that's just or there's multiple dudes that are just coming up to you and even yeah. after you tell them and no you can, they are and still you can going after you understand from their perspective but that can be frightening you know, a woman absolutely a men is absolutely. a lot different than like if we're walking by and some dude says something to us where we're like, okay, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? And we yeah. keep walking, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so like I get that shit. But then, you know, then they just turn themselves into sex objects, though. The number one jobs for females yeah. right now is OnlyFans model. <laughs> yeah. Which is literally for guys to go yeah. and jack off and give them money, which like, hey. Do you? I just don't think it's gonna work out the way you want it to. Like yeah. I'm just I'm just saying, like when you enter the dating marketplace finally at fucking 28 years old and you got a couple mills in your fucking bag because you sold your body online for a couple years, and that guy finds out about it that you've been dating for six months and he just knew that you were decently successful. You might have opened up your own clothing line afterwards or something like that. You're like getting legit almost you know where like you can you're not calling yourself an accountant on tiktok you're calling yourself a consultant for social media marketing or some shit like that because you understand how algorithms work and things like that and or whatever you do you know like you you go that route and you're like not doing the OnlyFans thing but they find out that you had an OnlyFans. and 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 they have as much money as you do like you know they they got a couple mills in the bank too Sure, yeah they're gonna drop you there's not many of them that are gonna be like oh, i'm cool with this like i'm just yeah. like you can you can feel whatever type of way about it you want to like i'm sorry i would i i don't make i don't have a couple m's in the bank but if if i wasn't in a very long-term relationship that i've been in for a while and i was dating right now and i met a girl that was like and i found out first they didn't tell me you know, they didn't tell me about it up front because they're like, I don't have to. I shouldn't have to. It doesn't matter. But first, they didn't tell me or second, they did tell me if they did tell me right off the bat. Shit, dude, I'd still be very hard to be like, I want a second date. You know, like I'd be like, yeah, sure. Oh, well, it's the same thing. There's a it's lot the of dudes thing. that just jack off to you. And I don't want to have that fucking come back to my kids. Like, I don't want to yeah. have that come back to do you, fucking yeah, do you dude know that I meet at work? That's like, oh, I've jacked off to your wife before when she was yeah. fucking five years younger. Yeah. And I'm like, that's wild. Dude, I you beat know, the shit out of that dude. And I go to jail for a long time. The the perfect example of this is actually pretty big on internet is, do you know, like Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis? Mm. Like, I hate Dylan Dennis. I hate Dylan Dennis, yeah. but God yeah. damn, talk about yeah. a redemption arc with this one. Dude, he he's the he he, going, you know him. But if anyone doesn't know, the Dylan Dennis was, if you know anything about UFC, Dylan Dennis was the one that was in Khabib, uh, Conor McGregor's corner when Conor fought Khabib, 
And Khabib yeah. jumped out of the ring onto Dylan Dennis after he beat McGregor and was like jumped on him and like trying to fight him. Dylan Dennis yeah, trying to fight Dylan Dennis. Whatever and you Dylan think Dennis of Dylan Dennis has been a piece of shit for many years. He pulls yeah. out of fights. He's been kind of a pussy about things. Everybody's hated him on the internet for a long time. He's but he's a good shit talker. That's one but, thing he can get under people's skin. Very good. Oh I mean, that's God. why Khabib jumped out of the ring at him. Yeah. It's why, like, yeah. he was like, "Fuck this guy." That was the that was the last good thing Dylan Dennis did. After that, it's been <laughs> it's been downhill yeah. for a long time I, until I, I this fight with Logan him. Paul. I for, kind of forgot about him, but yeah. So Logan Paul is the one that kind of like reemerged him on the online scene, at least oh, to a, a, a predominant level that I've seen. And yeah. with anyone that doesn't know, Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul are like YouTubers, streamer, whatever, and they're going to have a fight. I think it's sometime in mid October, I believe. Boxing match. Yes. And I think this is like this has been really uh lucrative business for the Paul brothers. Um, they've been like really good at promoting and getting like really famous boxers to fight them and then selling the shit out of it and making pretty decent money off of it, which is yeah, whatever works out for them. And so Logan Paul has now and he decided he's gonna fight this Dylan Dennis guy. And Dylan Dennis has, if anyone doesn't know, Logan Paul is engaged to a model named Nina. I forgot her last name. And this model of his is, is, or sorry, his fiance has, I I don't know if you would call her necessarily a slut, but there is a lot of pictures of her with dating other celebrity men. Like she's been uh, with a lot of dudes, at least on dates. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that. I, I I know how Dylan Dennis. I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I, I don't can neither know. confirm nor deny how many times she's had sex. Yes, but but just she's been on the yeah like image of her with all these other guys is enough to be reputation destruction for Logan Paul, and so this is just one of those moments like and what her. you're seeing on like yeah or like on a stage where Dylan Dennis is using this exploiting this. Uh, about his relationship with his fiance, who has like on date like Leonardo DiCaprio, I think like the lead singer Maroon Five, like athletes, singers, um, streamers, like a all, whole all like, shebang, a, a whole shebang of these pictures. There's a video of her. I don't even know where it came from. I think she posted on the story where she's like, "I want some cock," and she says that. So it's yeah. just like it's bad. It looks and he's really just, bad. he's been posting all these on Twitter. He's been posting them on Twitter every day. Um, and he's done it so much so that it's actually put a strain on Logan Paul because everybody's just like everybody that hated, like everybody wanted to watch at the beginning of this, when this fight got announced, everybody wanted to watch Logan Paul beat the fuck out of Dylan Dennis because Dylan Dennis has been such a fucking pussy for so long. Yeah. But after doing this and the way he's done it, it swayed a lot of people to go on Dylan Dennis's side. Like he's probably the guy that most people want to win now. Like that's what it's done. And, and that also like, that's also weird too, because the culture shift of like, he's not slut shaming her, but he is slut shaming her. Like it's like this weird in between where there's a lot of guys that are like, yeah, Logan Paul is just dating this girl that's been ran or engaged to this girl that's just been ran through and there's a shit ton of guys out there that are just like i wouldn't do that with like i wouldn't be 
with sure. that girl. Like, that's what they're saying is like, I wouldn't be with that girl. He shouldn't be with that girl, especially if he's talking about how he's such an alpha male. Like they're basically just sitting there calling him a cuck. Like you're getting yeah. with a girl that's been ran through basically. Yep. And now people are on Dylan Dennis's side and it's affected Logan Paul and, you know, whatever her last name is. They're like suing so Dylan Dennis. They're suing him. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so they're crazy. They're suing him before dude. the fight. They're suing him it's before the so fight. It's so crazy. This is, I, I don't think this is, I think this was very, a bad decision by Logan Paul. I don't think he, I think yeah. he vastly, I don't even, it almost like doesn't matter. I think Logan Paul is like almost trying to get out of this situation because if he yeah. loses to Dylan Dennis, it could be oh, a very bad. It could be, it could be very career bad. ending. It could be career ending. Like people will like trash him for a lot. Like he, it's crazy. It's actually crazy yeah. how much this is picking up. Like this is the most, at least the most I've seen out of the Logan Paul boxing match that's been promoted. This is the biggest one. This one I'm seeing a lot more all over in like social media, TikTok, all that. More than when he fought Floyd Mayweather. Like, this is crazy yeah. how much I keep seeing it. It's so yeah, great. Like, this is like a very... I think it's, and, it's one of those yeah. things that it hit just at the perfect time with where yeah. the culture is right now. Where societal culture is right now. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And, like, people can say, like, it's stupid, it's fake, whatever. But this has really got a lot of attention from a lot of people. And, like, that's interesting. Yeah. Why are so many people interested in this? This is it's just yeah. very interesting that the culture grabbed up. There's always this weird moment. Weird moments, like you don't really care about it, like like the Johnny yeah, Depp doesn't and Amber Heard, the Johnny doesn't Depp and Amber Heard thing, dude. I didn't really give two shits, but everyone was talking about it. It was all over my social media. People at work were talking about. It. I was like, and it was why? interesting. It was just why interesting. People, yeah, it's just those things. Like you know, maybe it's because I'm interested in like different things. When I see like you know, they just let like some some guy that was in the Nazi Germany. Oh uh, yeah, dude, that military. was wild speak at a canadian parliament thing and they gave him like a standing ovation and then you know Wasn't like Zelensky I'm not, there too yeah and i'm not even saying like maybe this guy's probably not like a real nazi like he didn't kill any jews he maybe he got drafted nah, he was maybe he was like oh okay he like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got he's got like but <laughs> he's got some chaos he's got some confirmed kills he's he's like pulling he's out legit. a chain with like ears on it you're like what <laughs> <fuck>? some gold <laughs> teeth that he's kept <laughs> Yeah, and but you know, just the fact that they let this guy in, and then then they it, it, Justin Trudeau tried to blame it on Russian misinformation. I was like, dude, what? yeah, bro, that's so true. crazy, dude. But you know, it's just like it's like random blips, right? It's like these random blips. like that's kind of what we're interested in, so we're paying attention to that. But when it's it's like the like re- this last weekend, the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey. I thing. know that was a big thing. So it's, that was but a it's huge. like these these random blips where two different kind of like spheres are hitting something, and everyone else around sees it, and they can also have an opinion about it because it's it's crossing over too many of like the Venn diagram yeah. lines. Like well, everything's dude, kind that, of at the same time. That Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. I like, listen, I knew that Taylor Swift was popular. I knew that a lot of people liked her. I'm not into her music. Don't, I couldn't, I could tell you like two songs, maybe blank like space, but that's because it was remade by. A band by I prevail. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I so I, I, I'm not like a big fan. I know of her, obviously. I know she won many awards. I, I know that. But when, like, the massive amount of, like, media coverage that happened when she was at the Travis Kelsey's game in Cincinnati, when they just, 
you know, when she's up there laughing when my bears are just being raped on the field, like that is just <laughs> like embarrassing, dude. Like I was like, Jesus Christ. But I mean, someone like there was like a thing on the NFL where it was like Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up four hundred percent. Ticket yep. pr- ticket prices and sales for Kansas City games went up like a bunch. Um, the ratings on that game specifically was like uh double in the other of the afternoon games at that time. Um, and one of the highest game, highest uh, watched games, uh, only next to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, so crazy, dude! Like I did not realize that Taylor Swift literally has a massive audience dude, of loyal followers, dude. So you know that uh, you, you know that football podcast, and it's Taylor. It's the two guys from the Titans. Um, uh-huh. fuck. Yeah, they're they're, the, they're usually in a van. I know what you're talking. They're about. They're in the RV. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. So they were. I can't. I can always. I can never remember their names or the podcast names. But they were talking about it. And uh, one of the guys, the shorter one, the one that played linebacker, and everybody was talking about his tenth year. He almost came back and blah 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 blah. Anyways, he he was like, I mean, the NFL. Like he was talking about it, and he didn't realize. He didn't realize. He was like. The NFL's audience is way bigger than Taylor Swift's audience. And then somebody like <laughs> just jumped on Twitter real quick. And it was like, the NFL has, uh, you know, 74 million people following the NFL's like actual NFL Twitter page. page yeah. yeah. And then they looked at Taylor Swift and it was like 272 million people yeah. are on Taylor Swift's boss. page. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no. Taylor Swift is bigger than the NFL. Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. how great yeah. Taylor Swift makes more yeah. money than some of these owners do in a year. Yeah. Yeah. dude, She's a monster. She does it in one tour. She makes she's as a- much as she could. She's a fucking. Yeah. She, she's, she's bigger than the NFL. She's yeah. probably bigger than the NFL, the NBA and the NHL and the MLB all put together. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Like, no wonder, no wonder the NFL cat like kept. I just kept seeing posts. ESPN, NFL was like all about more, more about Taylor Swift than I saw about like the actual game about the bear, like the Bears or anything like that. It was all like yeah. her reaction when Travis scored, um, her let's fucking go that she like they yeah. read her lips and she said that when she did chest bump. Like I was seeing replays <laughs> of that more than I saw a replay of a bear that week. I was like, God damn, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was dude, so crazy. And you know what? So you know what? And you know where my autistic mind goes. So right before that game, I'm like, uh, all right, cool. Like I've we've heard the rumors for like the whole off season. Taylor's yeah. I've I yeah. wa I watched the uh Travis Kelsey and uh, his brother's Jason podcast, yeah. Jason Kelsey's podcast. I watch that every once in a while. And they've talked about it a few times. He's like, I tried to give her a bracelet, you know, this whole thing. But so I follow Travis Kelsey on uh, Instagram. I have him on my fantasy team. I didn't even know what he's fucking up to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I got to yeah. know what this fucking guy's doing on a day-to-day basis. Is he is he out partying or what? So I follow him on. But because I follow Travis Kelsey, I get a lot of Travis Kelsey ads. Usually it's fucking um state farm or fucking shit like that or um usaa like he's been on a couple different ads but the week before that game like that thursday before the game i got another travis kelsey at and it was him getting his fucking booster shot for oh yeah and it's a brand new one yeah brand new one and it's on it was on his instagram i don't know if it still is but he posted something about it on his instagram 
And then that weekend, it's announced that Taylor Swift is at the game. And I'm like, this is an arranged marriage. Like this is, <laughs> this was, this was done because you, guess who's not getting the fucking COVID shot. A lot of people that watch the NFL. It's like a lot of people that watch the NASCAR. They're not getting the fucking COVID shot. Like, yeah, that's just, yeah. like, it's just, there's a type of people. Travis you know, Kelsey and Taylor Swift got the call, dude. They got the yeah, call. They got the call. <laughs> they got the fucking call. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's, this is where my autistic brain goes, you know, like, I'm just like, Oh, this is a fucking conspiracy. This is propaganda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they knew what they were yeah. fucking doing because Travis Kelsey's Instagram page blows up right afterwards. I'm pretty sure his last post was about getting the booster shot for COVID-19, even though he had questions about it, you know, when it was all coming out, like he, he opened, like he didn't openly question it, but I think he had, he, had, there was something in the media about him talking about it. And he was like, I don't know if I'm getting it, blah, 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 blah. But regardless, like, you know, do you like as people, choices whatever i don't give a fuck but i was just like that shit right there that's where i was just like that's wild that's wild what a perfect marriage like what a perfect like timing for all this to happen he this new ad just comes out he posted on his instagram and taylor swift just so happens and at this point like i sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist because i fucking am at this point like (laughs) i don't yeah I, I don't, don't put it past tell anybody. I don't put no, it past anyone. I, just, now, I can't. Dude. I can't. But yeah. I just think these, the, like what we were talking about before, before I went on that rant was like, it's just like weird blips in culture. And especially with this manosphere thing, the manosphere thing has gotten really big over the last few years, kind of pittering out right now, kind of pittering out because we've lost the our people attention. just, and well, and the people just aren't good. Like there's a lot like, yeah, it's even like with Jordan Peterson, like he's fizzled out a lot too. If he's stuck with like the psychology of things and, you know, things like that. But then he starts getting on Twitter and saying weird shit to people like, like, uh, you know, it's just like these people like they. I, maybe it's the fame thing. Maybe just the fame thing is too much for people and they got to act a little wild. Like they just get it. We know how we, we used to always talk about crazy eyes like girls get crazy eyes when we when we'd start saying shit and you knew they were about to do something stupid yeah. like on mill when we were younger yeah. or in the marine yeah. corps they're like oh yeah, man we're... they got the crazy eyes they're about to do something dumb and then they did so like yep. maybe it's just like they got some like there's just something in the water when you're famous that they they just start saying wild shit like vasectomies at 20 like that shit was wild and that was like from the father of the red pill movement or whatever yeah that guy and that guy was the weirdest person. The father so of the red. So fucking weird. I I when he start when that guy, I don't know. Maybe I maybe you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but I do every single time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I don't care. I think it's but, a pretty I pretty think I think it's a pretty good judgment. So, like yeah, it's a pretty good when thing he, to take into account. When he starts talking and he's acting like he's this and he maybe he is. No, I, I haven't really heard a lot of him, but he just this does high not value look, man. <laughs> yeah, when he talk, when he's like, dude, I'm like, dude, you look like a fucking nerd. Like you look yeah. like a fucking loser. Like I don't know. He was such a weirdo. But yeah, that that when they like the red pill people came together and were like talking about shit on, I think it was the Fresh and Fit podcast. Um, yeah. that was weird. Like I was like, this is this is weird. Like all these people are kind of weird, and uh, and all of them are weird. Like the only ones. I kind of even like liked was like Sneeko and yeah, now he's weird too. 
He just did too much. He did too much. Even though well, he's fucking, young, uh, he's young. He was like yeah. 23 being like threw into like all this. Uh, he was like hanging out with Andrew Tate, dude, who has like a massive yeah. cult like following. So like all these people that that he just got thrown into it. I don't know. I don't know. It was just interesting. But I think like uh, these little moments in our culture happen, you know, and there's a yeah. time where it's needed. Like it's needed. Like, what did you expect, man? Like, what did you expect, yeah. dude? For years, it's been this feminist crap. It's been thrown down our throats about like girl boss this shit like no one it, like we, it's become once it became a meme like a jokes and then it just opened up this door for like these guys to just dominate like coming out of nowhere start like just destroying the obvious lies that's being pushed on us and I'm not saying that like I'm not even saying that like everything they're saying is true it's just like when there's obviously flaws in what's being pushed on us through why whoever's pushing it. Like things that I've been told, things yeah. that I know that you know, like we know, like dude, when we were in like college and shit, and you start hearing girls in college talk about like, you know, feminist bullshit. You're like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. You ever? It, it's you like ask, the you like ask them like to explain, and then they just have no rational thought whatsoever. And I was like, this is just the gospel. This is just fucking yeah. religious talking points, and you don't even know what you actually fucking believe. Yeah, and and when you're actually and when you actually like. Dude, there's another video that just it's just going viral right now too, and it's like a dude. He was like, "Do you think women should be drafted into the army or drafted if there's a war?" And they're like, "No." And it's like, "Well, like if we can't even even if we just get on the same legal basis, like like if that was what they were asking for, we want the same legal things for both women would women that go." serve in front of a judge and i'm not saying that this should be a thing but women that go to you know they get in trouble for something and they have to go to a judge they get lesser sentences on average parental rights is mostly skewed towards women like there's just they don't have to get drafted our whole like for men like our whole college career is if we sign up like we we don't get any federal funding if we don't sign up for selective service and you don't get to pull any benefits from any social program if you don't sign up for the draft you don't get uh you can't get any funding whatsoever from the federal government which i'm not saying that you should but if you don't and there is a draft you could get thrown in prison for not joining the draft in the selective service yeah and like you can't get certain you can't get jobs if you're not uh in the selective service act like if you didn't sign up for it when you were supposed to so it's like like all right i see your feminism and your equality and your egalitarian views and i raise you to actually doing them like you know what i mean like i get it i i get it i understand that men have been very shitty towards women for a long time and they have been protected under legitimate law in large swaths of our history or a large period of our history to do whatever the fuck they wanted to, to women. I understand. That's absolutely horrible. I understand that men are usually the perpetrators on women when it comes to physical violence or sexual violence or things like that. It's absolutely horrendous. I would never teach my kids that I wasn't taught that growing up. I think that shit's horrible. We can agree on those things, but if you're telling me that, you deserve extra on top of everything else, but you're not even getting the same baseline that we're at. Like that's where I get the problem where it's like, well, then sign up for selective service. And if you get drafted, you fucking get drafted. And at the same time, 
The only other part of me, like I just use that as an argument. I don't want that to actually happen. I don't want my fucking, yeah. if I have a little girl, I don't want them to, I don't want them to be anywhere near the military. Yeah. I don't want my son to be anywhere near the military. I think we should get rid of selective service altogether, but yeah. that'll only happen if women get made to sign up for the draft. Like that's, that's literally like the only way I think. Yeah. It's pretty, honestly, like, I think it's pretty fucked up. Like Ukraine just started drafting women into the, yeah. into combat. And that's like, that's insane. That's absolutely insane to me. I think it's like, it's, they're, they're, it's done. It's over. You lost. Yeah. There's no, this is not, this is not a good sign. You drafted all the young men, all the young old men. Now you're drafting dude. women. It's it's over, dude. It's yeah, over. what's going like on this... in Ukraine is really bad. It's trench warfare with 21st century technology, and it's it's getting bad. I like everything that I've seen on it recently. Um, we can move into the border stuff after this, but like everything I've seen on it recently is just it looks real bad. Like it doesn't, regardless of if I like Russia's gonna win. They have the people to continue to win and they have a lot more like no matter how much the united states federal government funds it if we're not there on the ground like we're not fighting this war like the united states doesn't fight this war straight up um it's not gonna matter russia will win out in the end and they'll take what they want um just because ukraine won't be able to continue like they just won't be able to yeah, um, and, and, and I don't want that. I don't I don't want us to go over there, obviously. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I just meant like, that's the only way if the United States gets involved, NATO gets involved in the way of sending troops like, fuck, that's World War Three. We're fucked like this. Yeah, our lives will change drastically. But at this point in time, Russia's will win. It's just it's not a matter of how it'll it's just a matter of when. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And like, even like it's it's very funny too because a bunch of the Ukrainian like military leaders have been caught like basically just skimming the money that's been sent over there off the top. Use and that like you'll see all these like military officers driving in like Lambos, nice fancy cars yeah. around Kiev, like it's cool. And it's like obviously they're they're getting that from the money being sent to them. And it's just that I I think it's become a like a money money laundering scheme. I mean there was <clears throat> there's like FTX was caught like somehow. So the Ukrainian government was investing in FTX. FTX was getting a bunch of um, or donating a bunch of money to Democrat politicians and Democrat politicians were the ones that were putting these bills on the floor in Congress to send money to Ukraine. Ukraine. So it's just a cycle yeah. of money. And basically all, all that money that's being cycled around is being taken from the American taxpayer. So all yep. these people are just ripping it off and this is this so is how it works man. The weapons that we've sent, the weapons that we've sent have I think it, like the last uh the last known figures was like 60% of them have been sold off to groups around Ukraine, like not even yeah. to fight with Ukraine. So, they would, they just they just fucking sold them off to get the money. Like people are selling them off to get the money like at this point Russia Russia will win. At some point, they will win unless there's like actual involvement and escalation from the United States, which it seems like Biden is completely OK with. Like at this point, it seems Nancy Pelosi was just on record this last week saying that there's no amount of money that we won't send to the U Ukrainians. Like that's what she said. Yeah. So, you I know, think, like I think they kind of have to. I think that if 
how things are politically aligned here, like Democrats basically have to keep this war going, at least on paper, make it look like they're making advances. It's still going because if now, if they like, unless they do something like where they can like make it look like, okay, we, we made a peace deal, but we stuck it to Russia somehow, we won. you know, yeah. like we, we got, we got the I better hand. S- I don't, I, I don't know don't a way out. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a way out without like Russia's conquered has taken territory in Ukraine. Like, I don't think there's, there's not going back from that. I think they, they control yeah. it. They have military occupation there. They are taking the Eastern side of Ukraine, maybe even going to take more if this keeps going. I don't know, but I don't see them not, I don't see them giving that up. I don't think the deal is going to be, okay, we'll pull all of our troops out of Russia or out of Ukraine uh, we'll make a deal. You just say Ukraine doesn't join NATO. I don't see that happening. Maybe at the beginning of this, this could have happened. Yeah, but not anymore. Maybe, but not anymore. It's too late. And there's no reason that there's no reason whatsoever why Putin or Russia should trust the Western leaders Anything. on their deals. Yeah. So I don't see, I, I feel like this is going to drag out. I mean, it could go on for a lot longer, but I'm assuming at least until the next election cycle, because I don't think they can take this law this big of an l at least in the public eye until it doesn't matter anymore until whoever's in the white house is in the white house and i don't i don't know i i see it as i see it as like if, if they pull out and then the democrats take an l because they would have to be forced to make a deal of some sort and so all that money they pushed before was kind of useless they look bad now but they also if and then well, this also, politically speaking, if, say, a Republican wins, Donald Trump or whoever, then that could be a massive win for them because then they could be like, OK, I ended the war. I made a peace deal and Absolutely. it's over. So I don't know. I feel like they're gambling a lot to keep this pro prolong this. But I also think they're kind of stuck in a corner where there's no political win if because they just put it's too late. It's like when they, you went all in. They went all in, dude. They shouldn't have. It, they shouldn't have gone all in. They should have, like, in the beginning, yeah. tried to make a peace or something. But that now they put yeah. all their chips on the tables. Like, we have to win this. I just don't know. I, like, my thing help. is, like, I don't know why they thought that. This is where I try to, like, put my mind space is, like, where they thought they could win. You know what I mean? Like, where was it that they thought they could win? Because. I think the sanctions. I think I just, but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the fuel line, they thought that was going to fuck over Russia, but it really didn't fuck up Russia. It fucked up Germany. Like it didn't. Yeah. It fucked up a lot of Europe. Yeah. It fucked up a lot of Europe. So like, I just don't know where, I don't know what military leaders were there. And obviously you and I aren't fucking geopolitical experts or any, by any means or military strategists or like the best minds are in the world. But like just from a fucking layman's point of view, it was just like, how do you win against Russia when you're not fighting against Russia? Like, you know what I mean? Because we can't fight against Russia because if we do, that opens up a whole different can of worms. It's not just this little war. And I'm, I say a little as, as little as war can be, but you know, uh, this in the grand scheme of things compared to a world war three, it's little, like, how can you, where was the win there? And I just don't see it. And if the win is constantly like, you know, we finished Iraq and Afghanistan two years prior. So we need 
something else to fund to yeah maybe that's the win like that could be the only win that i think of but how long can they go like that's i think ukraine can't go nearly as long as iraq and afghanistan i just don't see it i i'm guessing this is my guess is the we we afghanistan was over we were forced they were forced out of there trump set up a deal Taliban pushed early and bears the shit out of the entire United States military. And then six months later, <laughs> we're in a war, uh, uh, funding a proxy war in Ukraine on Russia's border. So I think the, those like the military industrial complex, the the players in that arena, they love that. Yeah. And and yeah. so I think that's part of it. They like, now they have another war they can fund and make a bunch of money off of. So I think that's a big part of it. I think another part of it is that the United States is just so used to being able to sanction and bully whoever they want, and they pretty much get got, have gotten their way for the last like twenty years. They can just bully the shit out of other countries. You can't step out of line, um, and Russia stepped out of line to in their eyes, and they thought yeah. that their sanctions and tactics uh, would actually work. Um, I think I and and I mean they kind of brag about it, but. You know, the the longer this war goes on in their eyes, uh, the more Russia loses. Like Russians die, they expand their military. Um, yep. I'm sure. I'm sure in the long run too. Like a war constantly going on is not uh, preferable so, by the popul- yeah. populace in yeah. Russia. Like no one wants to be at war forever. Um, yeah. So like the longer it goes on, maybe you'll get like that war fatigue. Um, but I disagree with all that. I think American people have fatigue before then, um, even though Russians are dying. I think this is actually a big advantage for them militarily to like train their troops. Now they have an excuse to expand their military, their budget for it. Now they can uh, for their populace and be like, hey, we need this because literally the West is coming in their eyes. Yeah. Um, so and they have proof of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like. I think they just overplayed their hand and also they don't really care. They don't care yeah. about the Ukrainian people and they get a fucking shit ton of money from it. So yeah. And the Ukraine officials care. don't care about the Ukrainian people. Yeah. I feel like that yeah. part of it's they don't care about the war and people dying and they get rich. So, and they, they're so used to being on top. So they just, we're going to keep this going and basically until probably until we either someone else comes in office or, there's so much political backlash in this country that they're like, okay, we'll stop. Like, I, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's my guess. I'm just saying know. billions of dollars have gone to this fucking thing yeah. and billions more will go. And it's coming out of the taxes that you and I fucking pay every that, fucking week. That was a big article. So like, apparently there, there might be a government shutdown on October like 1st, which is. Or yeah, I saw that article and they're like, what would happen to the Ukrainians if and, the government shut down? It's like fucking lose. From everything, I haven't like really paid much attention, but it does look like Kevin McCarthy's like holding down, like kind of being like, no, you're going to fund the board, like fund more security at the border and in money to Ukraine before we pass a budget yeah. bill or bill I guess whatever to keep is, the government going so it's actually yeah. like might end up being something i don't really know wouldn't hold your breath yeah. but it might actually shut down but all the articles i saw dude talk about out of touch there's all these articles from like the new york times the new york post and like 
if the government shut down, this could severely hurt funding to Ukraine. I was like, you motherfuckers, yeah. dude. You can't yeah. even like <laughs> you couldn't even bring like, in like some government worker, you know, like someone yeah at I don't know, someone at the IRS or something and be like, a single a, a, like yeah. a single mother at like the local like <laughs> mayor level or yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's dark. like a temp or you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a perfect segue, I guess, into the last topic was uh, you said that the Russians are saying that the West is coming and they have a very good um, propaganda machine that can say that it is. And they don't even need the propaganda to do it. But for here in the United States, seems like the East is coming, if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the southern border is not the it's not the South is coming. It's not our friendly uh southern neighbors that are coming uh the border crisis in the united states is becoming national news again uh maybe it's like typo and i talked about it before he he was said that you know maybe it's because it's election season uh maybe it's because some of the fucking videos that are coming out it doesn't look like a whole lot of hispanic people like and that's yeah like kind of crazy um the fact that it's now become a Instead of just, you know, Mexican people that are trying to get away from their government and the cartel that the United States funds and fucks up their country or uh, South American um, countries, uh, citizens that are coming up because the CIA has destroyed their countries uh, over and over and over again. Um, so they're trying to make it to the United States. It's now Africa, which the CIA is involved in currently today. Um, it's Middle Eastern, it's Asian, it's Indian, it's Pakistani, it's Chinese. It's, you know, it's a lot of these people now all over. It's, it's a global phenomenon now at this point, if you're, if you actually watch it, it's pretty fucking crazy. If you see some of the things that are coming out and the people that are coming over, um it's been talked about a lot here in arizona uh you're you're just getting you're just getting a lot more it's not just you know and i'm not saying that that's bad or good like i'm i'll try and stay out of that debate i don't i don't know there's some things about eastern culture that i think is very good and the united states should take a page out and there's a reason why there's some tradition and there's some social societal values and norms that they have and it's worked for a very very long time um but there's also some that i totally abhor and have no urge to have in my culture or in my area or you know anything else but i have those same ideas on you know some of the culture and societal norms that we have here in the united states already like the smell you know we don't need that (laughs) i love me some curry but boy i don't want to be living next to it oh man uh yeah true very true um but yeah Yeah. you know like it's it's pretty crazy on the border right now uh I, i told you before i was like you know they i'm just tired of them being like yeah, you know, 8 million people crossed in the last six months or whatever. But when I'm 50 miles from the border here in Arizona doing some work in, in Tucson or something like that, or a little bit south of Tucson, and I get stopped at a border checkpoint and they ask me if I'm a goddamn U.S. civilian, I'm like, yes, I'm a fucking city, a citizen, not civilian. Yes, I'm a fucking citizen. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, 
you want me to identify if I'm, you can just stop me because I, I I'm in a truck so they can just stop me, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm in a fucking work truck so they can just stop me and, and be like, can I see your identification because I'm within a certain period and yeah. they can ask I me. I think it's like a hundred miles citizen. from the border. I think it is covers miles. a large part of the United States actually. Like yes. a significant... It's a large, it's a large part of Arizona. Yeah, I bet it's, it goes all the way up through Tucson, all the way up through Tucson. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like you're, you're border patrol. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like go fuck mm-hmm. yourself because you're going to, you're going to arrest me and we're going to have this conversation. And I'm going to argue with you about, I'm not telling you shit because I don't have to, because of my constitutional rights. And at the same time, there's fucking millions of people coming across the yeah. border right now. Like go fuck yourself. You fucking tool. Yeah, dude. I I had a I had an emergency call because we do one of the border patrol stations down south, um, for their fire alarm and sprinkler system. And I had an emergency call. I got, it went off at like three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning. Their fire alarm's going off. They can't figure out why it's beeping and shit like that. And I was like, all right, well, it's gonna cost you fucking you know this amount of money, and I'll be there in two hours. I was like, I'm in Phoenix, bro. Like, I it's gonna take me a fucking minute to get there. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you need to be here now. Like, da, 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 da. and it's like, they're giving me shit over the phone. And it's like, brah, huh. my day starts at seven and I don't have to do any more emergency calls after that. So I'll just wait the two hours, say I'm still driving and get down there when I get down there. And then when I get there, I'm going to be like, all right, now I got to go do my actual job. See you later. Like, I don't care. And I don't like y'all anyways. So <laughs> Like you yeah. can, you being a tool to me just makes it easier me easier for me to not do my job right now. So, yeah. and by the time like I got ready and everything, they called me back and they're like, no, we don't want to pay for it. So just send somebody out when you can. And I was like, bet even better for me, but yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck the border patrol. They're all assholes anyways. Um, they, you know, Fix the fucking border problem. Don't fix the border problem. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't don't even know if I care that much. Like I do a little bit, but at the same time, I'm just like, what's it going to change? All that gets changed is how much money gets taken out of my pocket each month. And that is going to increase whether they fix the border problem or not. So I don't, so like, it's, it's a shitty, it's a shitty situation. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I would say it's pretty bad because it's becoming very politically popular. And it literally looks like nothing's being addressed. And yeah. we've, we've talked about this before, even like, you know, even if regardless of the like, whatever the population is getting upset about, regardless, if it's irrational, that you think it's stupid, it makes no sense, even if the government solution is completely ass backwards and retarded, uh, the yeah. government is probably going to have to do something. Because, you know, like, like, if, if there's enough of the population that's upset about something that it's going to need it to be addressed because this is when like political destabilization starts to happen. Now, I don't know. I think the best solution, honestly, to this problem is if the states themselves start taking action. Now, we might yeah. not like the action as libertarians. We might not agree with some of the things they do. But honestly, I think that's the best solution because one, it sets up the precedent that like this, like because. I know that there were some things that Arizona and maybe not Arizona, I know Texas and Florida actually started to try to do 
and some circuit court judge uh, shot it down. Deemed it illegal. Yeah. And then so the state stopped doing it. So I think what's going to need to happen is you're going to have to wait until some some state governor has the balls to be like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what the federal government says. I don't care what judge. You know, if I, I think that's what needs to happen, because I think what whatever whatever they do, activate the National Guard, which I think maybe some states have already done. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like shut down the border. I don't fucking know. But that's the only way you're going to see action. And I think, honestly, that's probably the best thing forward for this country, because it starts you start looking at states as their own sec, like own power source, as their own yeah. entity taking taking like taking federalism to like the next level. And, you know, maybe the Biden administration or federal judge just like try to strike it down while those governors need to look at them and be like, okay, now send somebody to arrest me. Like force their hand, send somebody here. And, you know, like you and it's easy, like you could justify this constitution, like my, my, you know, my oath is to the constitution of my state and I got to protect my city. Now there's a bunch of legal ways around it and that's really doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what's illegal. Like the the government violates legality in the Constitution all the time. It's just like what they yeah. can get away with. Look at what so, New Mexico tried to do. Like exactly. fucking hell. Yeah. So I think that's what I mean. Don't mean I mean don't be wrong. There's probably lots of ways the federal government could threaten them, like take away funding for certain things or cut off. I'm sure that that would definitely probably happen. Like yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how entrenched these states are with the federal government, but I'm assuming it's probably a lot. Like there's a lot of I mean the best state cut. the best state to do it, Texas. Like that would be the best yeah. state to do it. They yeah. already have an intrinsically valued system where they think they're the country of Texas, not so much the state of Texas. Like that would be the best place to do it. And you know what? Like the thing is, is like it's like you can't there needs to be a, a an entire overhaul on how to get citizenship in the United States there. It absolutely does. Like it doesn't make sense the way it's ran. It's incredibly intensive and incredibly expensive. And most of the time, the things that they're like teaching or whatever, like the classes that they have to go to and stuff like that, the average person on the fucking street can't answer the question. So it doesn't like those things are like, how can you expect people outside the nation to come here and you expect that of them, but you can't even, you can't even teach that in your own fucking schools, you know? Yeah. It's Um, it's like the worst of both worlds where you have like a very lenient, uh, illegal system where people can just walk through. doesn't matter. They don't even really do checks. So like pretty much anyone, a rapist, murderer, killer, terrorist, whatever you want, the worst thing ever can cross the border but then they also have a program where they'll raid someone's house that's been here for like eight years, already established a family, has a good paying job. like, And it's like, yeah. oh, he's already pretty much assimilated with the society. Population. And now you yeah. want to remove him? Like there was yeah. there was a German, uh, I believe a German people. And oh, I forgot what it was. There was something about they wanted to homeschool their kids and their kids oh, were and born. They raided them. And then they're like, no, we're going to take away your citizen. You have to leave. And it's like, dude, you're fucking bored. You're just letting millions of people walk in. And now you're just going to kick this German family. Like, what kind of standard are we? That there is well, no standard. It's Yeah, crazy. there's no standard. And and it's like, and then there are all the people. So there's people that are trying to do it legally. 
And when they do it legally, they're going through financial ruin or in, and in crazy amounts of debt when they get here, even though they made it here legally, they owe the federal government or they owe these fucking banks or whatever else, because it costed so much to get legal citizenship here and so many years to get legal citizenship here. And then their, their neighbor down the street just fucking hopped the border or just walked across the border. They don't even have to hop sometimes. Just walk across the border. And I'm not saying, like, obviously making life. They're giving them, the... like, court dates. Like, you yeah. show up for this court date. Like, oh, and an if illegal they don't... citizen just has to show up for a court date. That's yeah, so and funny. if they don't, there's no way to, like, track <laughs> yeah. them or anything else like that. It's like, it's like this doesn't make any, like, the whole thing doesn't make sense. We're making it extremely hard for people that are trying to do it the correct way. And it's extremely easy for people to not do it the correct way. And we're just like going on about the fucking day like it's like not a thing and they're like you're a racist for saying that you know they shouldn't be coming illegally and it's like no no that's not true it's just there's both things can be true where i think that we should have a very like we should have a robust immigration method like it should be we should be trying to pull in as many people as possible. I think that's good. I think getting very highly, or especially if we're specifically going after highly educated or hardworking families and things like that to get them in the United States. Absolutely. Bring more and more and more in. That's good for the economy. That's what we want. We want more ideas. More ideas in the marketplace are always good in my opinion. But when you're just letting people in and then they they get relegated to shitty working situations and you know fucking horrible like civil arbitration and they they just get into shitty spots because they came here illegally and they can't use any of the processes and things like that because they came here illegally and we're allowing more people to come here illegally than the people that want to come here legally it's just not, it's not working. It's just not fucking working. And we got to fucking stop. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's, it something needs to be addressed. There's a massive, like, like pretty much half, at least half, maybe even, I don't really know. Like, uh, I haven't really seen polling on this exactly, but I'm just going from basically a bunch of people where I'm at are pretty like the MAGA people and they're fucking pretty annoyed, pissed about this. So there's at least half the country is probably like really upset about it. And I can't imagine that there's like too many Democrats even that are like, just open the border. Like, I don't think, I think they want more lenient policies to come in for sure. I think they want probably an easier system for legally to come through, but I don't think anyone most in America are just like, let them all in, let them all in. I don't think that's anyone supports that idea at all. Yeah. And I think, I think it's like they, I think the, honestly, it's like they, I think they just want the votes in the short run. Yeah. I honestly think that's, that's what they want is they think they can get at least the votes in the short run. Now that's not always true exactly with like, depending on who you let in the country. Um, you know, like we talked about this a long time ago that, you know, at least initially when people legals first come here, they do vote Democrat because they're the ones that's pretty open and kind of yeah. uh, they'll, they'll give them welfare, basically. Um, and they're pretty OK with that. Um, but after a couple, maybe five, 10 years of being here, um, it seems like a lot of Hispanics might be trying to like older 
Hispanic Americans that's been here for a little bit, they might be turning the tide. Like Ron DeSantis won Miami. So yeah, that's a large Hispanic population there. He won yeah. fucking Miami. So yeah. And Trump got like the most Hispanic votes as of a Republican uh, ever. president ever. Um, I mean, there were still more for the Democrats, but it's still, it like, seems like it might be kind of changing just because there's a little bit of probably, uh, I would say Catholicism has a lot to do with that. They're more of a traditional yeah. family uh, type culture. Um, but I think in the short run, the goal is to get in as many people as possible so they can yeah. win the votes in the short run. And absolutely. I think that that I, I don't I don't really don't know what else they would benefit from just leaving the border open like that. I can't think more people on welfare. They can just buy their votes, basically. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what else do they gain from just letting letting people in? I mean it's it's uh you know, I think it attributes to the homeless population, um, yeah. which is a moneymaker. It attributes to That's true. It's it's a lot of its votes. I think the majority of it revolves around votes, uh, welfare. That's a money maker. Um, you know, like I I just think a lot of those things. That's kind of where it goes. And look, like like I think a lot of people don't understand. I know, I know plenty of men and women that are illegal, here illegally. All the ones that I know personally that I interact with, not daily, but probably weekly or monthly at the very minimum. Damn good, hardworking people. Damn good, hardworking people. And it's like, bro, they <laughs> they made it out of a shitty situation, and they're in even a shittier situation here. But the legal the legal way to get here didn't make any sense. It didn't fucking make any sense. It would have put them worse off than they were where they were at. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense either. And now they're kind of like in a fucking political limbo, and they're in a uh, you know an economic limbo where they're they only ever going to make a certain amount of money there that's just what's going to happen like they're not going to be able to do certain things ever um yeah. and they're just hoping that their kids can and because their kids will have social security cards and their kids will be u.s born citizens and that doesn't help them um it helps them in a certain way but if they ever get caught they're getting sent back and their kids are here and yeah. their kids will I stay think, here yeah i i really really think that uh I really think that this immigration issue is going to, it's going to go hard to the other way. Yeah. I could see him getting rid of birthright citizenship. I could straight up yeah. think that like, they'll, they just won't be that easy to become an American. I, I mean, yeah. it's just like, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, the, the people immigrating might, you know, they might vote blue and then we just have open borders for, I don't know. I don't know exactly what will happen, yeah. but it just I think feels my big, this, like this yeah. is becoming like a serious issue for Republicans and, you know, Republicans might, that's how they vote for people. that's going to put the fucking iron fist down, dude. That's what they do. That's how right wing yeah. people revolt. They vote for the iron fist motherfuckers. Yeah. And you know, the one, the one part that I am most nervous for, and it may be unfounded completely is, uh, you know, watching what's happening to Europe right now. Like I like, yeah, Europe, like as I've, I've never been there, so I can't talk a whole lot about it and say that I have personal experience, but just from what I see and what I've read and uh, news outlets there and I don't know, streamers there, like you can go to any of the fucking groups that you want to. 
whether it's streamers or YouTubers or independent media or the large media, corporate media, to get any information there, like it doesn't look like it's working. Like it does not look like it's working what's going on there. And that's the group that, you know, that like the cultures just don't mix, you know, like I'm just, just straight yeah. up like that, that Eurasian, that Middle Eastern European Asian area. Like it's just not, it does not mix with current cultural values and beliefs in and not all of them. And that's not, that's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying like, for the most part, like if, as long as it, it's just not, it just does not mix. And it doesn't look like it's mixing there. It doesn't look yeah. like it's mixing there whatsoever. It looks like it's a very real problem. And those people, a lot of the people that are immigrating there as uh political um, asylum seekers and things like that, regardless, like there's plenty of good people. I'm not saying that there's not, and there's plenty of people that want to change their lives for the better, uh, get out of the areas that they're in um, and go to a country that affords them the possibility to be a lot more than what they could have been there. Absolutely. But they're also relegated to extreme poverty, which is never good for yeah. people that are coming from war-torn countries. Like, it's just not good when you relegate them to extreme poverty. And maybe you can blame that on the government. Maybe you can blame that on the populace for not allowing or not giving certain things, whatever. Like, if that influx comes to the United States, and I know in some states it is, New York being one of them, um, it's going to be it's not going to be good because it's not working out anywhere else. And we're not doing anything different than those countries are the only country that hasn't had incidents in Europe, like Britain or France or France looks bad right now. France looks real bad right now. Um, yeah. Spain, you know, a lot of these countries, the only country that looks good right now, Poland, Poland looks great. And yeah. they're not allowing any of that, type of they're immigration. very tough they're, on immigration they're yeah. very tough on it and i don't i'm not saying that's the way to be about it either i think you should avoid a, a or you should try to do best for all people in the world but i understand it i fucking understand it and you know mm -hmm. if they don't think that currently that they are in the place to be able to help in the way that would be beneficial to both parties then you know can't hate them for it yeah yeah, I think that's that's interesting. I mean, when you just mix cultures, there seems to it's just what happens, man. When it's just like there's uh you know, there's a reason why, you know, Europeans when they came over here and the Native Americans, like, you know, when we kept our distance and we just traded, like we kind of got along, you know? Like yeah. everything kind of worked okay. But then, you know, it's just not going to work out where like you guys can live amongst each other because there's just well, there's technological difference there's vastly cultural difference different beliefs in gods and system and values you know what is okay to do in a uh, protestant european community is probably a lot different than the native american you know at the time so like just yeah. like the the simple little things that like they think is like this is what they do this is what we do every day this is completely normal it's just completely appalling to the protestant european people yeah. like just or like, in the opposite what? way 
Yeah, exactly. The opposite way works too. Just completely appalling to those people. So it just builds this tension. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that to your kids. Like, we've been doing this to our kids for thousands of years. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, just this crazy, it's just completely crazy. And I mean, that's just one thing. And then, like, the way maybe marriage works or whatever, there's differences, just differences. And And that's that's the wild thing is like, you know, the left is generally like the people that are like, hey, we should be allowing these these people to seek political asylum here or uh immigrate here and it's like bro like like it it happened the statistics are there it happened in europe you want to see more women get the shit beat out of them or killed by men yeah you want to see gays getting stoned in the fucking streets like you want to see some of these things happen that you've been trying not to happen for you know, at least the last 30 years, for longer than that, for the most part, but generally yeah. for the last 30 years, like it'll come back and yeah. you're going to feel some type of way. And then the thing that kills me is like, I watch, uh, I watched this one guy and he was talking about, it. I guess, I don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend or something like that. He was talking about, there was a, uh, like a 16, 17 year old girl that was stabbed um and and i think it was in it was in like uh britain or something like that and um the way it was portrayed was a 16 17 year old girl was stabbed by a man uh like an 18 19 year old dude um and that's how it's portrayed and it's like and it was because she either defended her friend that was refused flowers from this guy or she was defending herself because she refused flowers from this guy. And so I go look. I'm like, oh, I want to hear more about that story. Because in my head, I already have a preconceived notion on what kind of guy this is. Like, I, in my head, I already thought I knew where this guy came from, how long he'd been in the country. Like, and it's it sounds bad, but it was my preconceived notion and I wanted to dispel it. I was hoping I was wrong and it was a fucking white dude that his family had been there forever and he was just like a, a creepy little white dude that was like upset that this girl... Did. No, it was, you know, a Middle Eastern guy that had immigrated there within the yeah. five, last five years. I guess family had immigrated yeah. there for the, the, and the, but they're making it out. But the problem is they yeah. make it out to be a male problem. And it's yeah. like, bruh, like I, I'm not saying that there's not white dudes that go do this. I'm not saying that there's not black dudes that go do this. I'm not saying yeah. that there's Mex there's not Mexican dudes that go do this. I'm just saying I fucking guessed it. I yeah. fucking guessed it before yeah. I, I already knew when I heard where it happened. And the situation that it happened in, I was like, I bet you I know what fucking happened. So I went to look to make sure that I was wrong, hoping that I was wrong. But it just reinforced yeah. what I already thought about that situation. Dude, the, 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 one of the most funniest things I remember from like dating college girls and just being friends with college, being around college girls is they would have this, you know, notion of like, we should accept everyone, like, don't be racist, you know, don't be sexist, blah, blah, blah. Then you ask them about Middle Eastern men, and they become the most racist motherfucker in the room. Yep. Absolutely. Instantly become the most racist motherfucker in the room, dude. It was the, I was like, damn. And they're like, and they're like, always because it doesn't doesn't even matter what race they are. It doesn't even matter what race those women are. Those women could be black, Hispanic, fucking white. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, most, dude. Like they'll say the most. Time. Yep. Yeah, dude. Every single time. I, I was blown. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, shit, dude, you you do. You're just like us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It, and, it, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just it's just a different world. You talk about India, man. Like, it's just a different world. And that's not bad. I mean, it can be bad. You shouldn't stab somebody for fucking not taking your flowers (laughs) like but i i just have the problem like i have the problem when they they make it like this is a man problem like this is man this is how men think and it's like bruh a lot of us are saying don't let these kinds of people come over right now because it's not it's not what you're expecting like it's just not it's not like, Other, oh, we're all going to hold hands and get along, dude. It's not no. some fantasy world that we're just going to like, no, all of our problems are solved. We don't see color. Yeah. Like, sorry. And don't get me wrong. Works. I know, I, I know Indian dudes. I know Pakistani dudes that are just fine. Maybe they did it in their younger days. Maybe. But I know mm-hmm. plenty of dudes here met on a daily basis where I'm like, cool guy, has a nice family, like him a lot. Fucking really good person. Usually second, third generation here. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. But yeah. fucking off the boat, that shit, <laughs> that shit's different. It's just different. <laughs> and it's, I'm not saying it's bad and that I hate them or whatever, but the norms are different. The societal pressures are different. And yeah. the way, especially the way women act in the United States, there's a lot of those dudes that aren't going to take that. They're not going to allow that to happen in their presence and they will get their brothers and fathers and they will go and let you know, and they might let your family know, like it's just the way the culture is there. And if they, and especially with the way they believe in their, you know, society and their religion, it's their job to let you know and your family know after some kind of disrespect like that. It's like in France, there was that viral video of the guy climbing up the side of the building and the French, the two French people, the woman and the man that was there, they were just like freaking out the whole time and didn't yeah. like push him off the ladder. Yeah. Like I would have been like, uh, bye. Like you're not coming up. <laughs> they let him. And then he yeah. murdered them both. He murdered yeah, them both. I know. And, it's and so crazy. Girl. Yeah. And it's like, dude. no shit. What are you you, he saw you see him see you like climbing up this ladder. And you just the ladder. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm just saying like, it's just not, it's just not going to work the way that they, uh, yeah, that they, uh, yeah. uh it's just not going to work. And I don't want to get catch any flack, man. We already got to deal with all your other bullshit. We already got to deal with all your other bullshit without, actual shit like that happening like don't get me wrong i understand rape and fucking murdering women and shit like that happens here in the united states i'm not saying that doesn't just saying you want to see that shit fucking increase 300 in a month bring them in let's see it yeah like i don't i don't know what else you want like that like that's it's the nicest way i can say it without being like fucking going off like yeah because it's just not it's just not like it's just not it's not good it's not good and that's what i'm worried about the immigration thing and i think we'll see it in new york to be honest i think we'll see it in new york and i think we'll new york's gonna look like europe it's gonna it's gonna look like uh it's gonna it's not gonna be good i mean they already got rid of guns so 
The stabbings are always are already on the rise in New York. Yeah, so. some somewhere in wait for I don't know if it, I don't know it was somewhere in Massachusetts. I believe I'm not sure. Maybe it was Boston. I don't know. I know there was some politician on the East Coast, one of those East Coast cities, and they were asking their citizenry to house migrants. Yep. And I was like, wow, dude, that's insane. That's crazy yeah. to me. That's yeah. not good. There that's was that vet good. that was on TV recently. There was like this old yep. vet that was on TV recently. And that video went viral. And he was like, I was kicked out of our, um, what's it called? Like their old folks home because yeah. they needed to house migrants. And he was like 90 Korean yeah, war, was like vet. 90 something Korean war yeah. vet. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you about to piss people off and, yeah. Look, the more of those migrants come over, that's fine. You could keep doing it, but the more people around you are going to get pissed. And we haven't seen a race war in a long time in the United States, but you're fixing for another one. Like it's going to yeah. be bad. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, that's how you know you suppress something. It comes back with vengeance, man. I say this a lot, but like I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying. I, I don't know. I don't expect anyone to come save you uh, or change no. change this country. No. I don't. I. I mean, I'm not saying that will move uh, out I of just, places. I move out of like places with, and yeah. move to places where you think that people think the same way that you do. Because yeah, I think if you don't, yeah, I feel like balkanization to certain states and cities and smaller communities is probably the best solution that we have right now. Um, and then, yeah, uh, fortify wherever you live as much as you possibly can from all this madness. Um, because I don't know. I don't. I'm not seeing caesar or whoever coming anytime soon i think it's probably gonna get worse but i don't know i just feel like uh the best solution is balkanization to smaller communities surround yourself with people that are like you and hey guys me and luke were having connection problems at the end of the episode just gonna let you guys know that uh that's all for the show today um i hope it, it's i hope this episode's salvageable there was some really bad connection problems at the end here but uh um you can check me and luke out on monday nights 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m california time on 5 to midnight with adam sam and kyle um and that's all i got for you guys i hope you guys enjoyed the show